0: In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the status of Nick Backstrom. Will he return next year? We'll talk about that in this show. And then is there a place, is there a home in the NHL for Vitek, Vanacek, and Ilya Samsonov? We'll talk about that. And then we will talk about what Ted Leonsis thinks about how the Washington Capitals played this year. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Homey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find this show on Twitter. It's at lockedoncaps Caps. So just to start off here, we've heard from the players, we've heard from Brian McClellan about what their thoughts are on how the Washington Capitals have played, but we haven't heard from ownership until now about what he thought, Ted Leonsis in this case, what did he think about how the Washington Capitals played? I mean, suffice is to say, he couldn't be too happy about how the Washington Capitals uh, went out in the first round again. You know, they got to find a way to get past this. And I think that Ted has a plan. Uh, he's actually, uh, you know, taking a bold stance and saying that we will make it into the playoffs and we will make another push for the Stanley Cup. I know that's not too, uh, you know, novel of a thing to say, but an exit in any round is incredibly disappointing, Ted wrote. I try not to lose sight of all the great individual performances, numerous NHL debuts by our young players, and the adversity that was presented to us this season due to injuries. Still, in the end, we are judged by our performance in the playoffs, so we will use this offseason to make the necessary adjustments and prepare for a successful future, one that will continue to allow us to compete for the Stanley Cup. And you got to think that that means netminding, and uh, we'll talk again about the net." Minding. Finding later in the show. Uh, because that was the a true Achilles heel for this Washington capitals team there's no doubt about it. You know many people say, Dan, it wasn't the net minding, it was the defense, and I say we're both right on that. So I think that there are going to be some big changes uh in net and in defense and uh you you might see both goalies uh, move on to other teams. We'll talk about that later in the show. les's comments follow brian McClellan's quotes that the team will retool and not rebuild after the disappointing result in the playoffs. We lost in the first round the last four years. McClellan said we're going to explore changes. I don't think anything is off the table. We're going to talk to different teams and monitor the trade market. We're going to identify free agents. We got to figure out our goalie situation. We got our two RFA guys. We have to make a decision on what to do there and fit it under the cap. Uh, This story in Russian machine never breaks. And uh, that's true. And I think that, you know, to a certain extent, I think that Brian McClellan's job uh, is in jeopardy. I think that, you know, if he doesn't get fired uh, before the beginning of this next uh, coming season and, you know, say the Capitals make another first round exit, I do think that it will spell the end of Brian McClellan as the GM for the Washington Capitals. Capitals fans are the best fans in the NHL and your support all season long was strongly felt. Leon has said throughout the season, your commitment and energy fueled our team as it always does from practices at MedStar Capitals ice complex, to home and road games and beyond we were touched by your unwavering presence and support every step of the way you are the heart and soul of our team and we play for you and uh, that's you know kind of ted leonsis's um, mo that's the book on him is he doesn't really accept anything but success and you take a look at his success with the capitals and with the wizards I mean, I know that it's not uh, the outcome that he wants every year, but you got to give it to the Capitals and the Wizards. They usually make a push uh, and make it into the playoffs in some form or fashion. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. I think that he is going to hold um, Brian McClellan to a high standard. I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for failure. And I think that he's going to have to answer to Ted Leonsis and Dick Patrick and the brain trust of the Washington Capitals. How are you going to make this a winning product on the ice again? I don't think the the D.C. fans have much tolerance for two teams in the uh, middle of a rebuild. If you take a look at the Washington Nationals, they are in the midst of a rebuild. Uh, The last time I checked, they were in last place. And uh, the only real standout star on that team right now is Juan Soto. I know that there's some budding players. Uh, Kaybert Ruiz and Josiah Gray, et cetera. But, uh, you know, the, I don't think that the Washington Capitals and the Washington, D.C. area wants to endure two major rebuilds at one time. And, uh, you know, with just Washington Capitals fans, they are used to winning. You know, they're used to making it to the playoffs and they will accept nothing less. I know there's a lot of teams out there that never make it to the playoffs or never win Stanley Cups. See the uh, Coyotes, see the Sabres, but it's different in DC there is an expectation of winning and the Washington capitals have got to find a way to figure it out and get back into the win column Leontas has owned the Capitals since the spring of 1999 since the team has won 12 division championships three presidents trophies as the best regular season team and a Stanley Cup he also has been blogging longer than us and for that we are aware again that's from Russian machine never breaks and um you know that's the thing about Ted Leonsis you know that he he's quite the entrepreneur i mean he's a business owner he owns multiple sports teams it was also rumored that he was uh interested in buying the washington nationals um i don't think that that is going to happen or i haven't heard anything more about that in some time but that was being kicked around at one point so obviously you know he's got the money um uh, to back him up and uh, you know wouldn't that be a nice uh, thing for the Washington Nationals to have Ted Leonsis uh, pull in the strings there as the owner of that team I think that it might be a welcome change uh, considering how they are playing right now so that's what I'm talking about I think you are going to see wholesale changes for the Washington Capitals expect to see changes in net uh, expect to see changes in net minding and uh, expect changes in defense as well so that's what we're looking at. And I, it's just a matter of when, not if. And uh, most likely it will happen either uh, by the um, free agency deadline or or before. So I think that, you know, it would be advantageous uh, for the Washington Capitals to get that out of the way before then. So you're not paying top dollar. If you remember back years ago when they picked up Niskan in an Orpic on that date uh, in July, they paid top dollar for them. And, you know, to be honest with you, they got a lot of bang for their buck. Uh, from both Orpic and Niskanen, but it's, you know, they paid a heavy price to get them as well. I don't think the Washington Capitals necessarily want to go down that road again. If they can take care of these deals before then, that would be optimal. I don't expect any changes, however, before uh, the Stanley Cup is completed. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about the net mining situation. I know we've been talking about it a lot, but there are There's some teams out there that are showing interest in uh, Washington Capitals netminders and uh, maybe just good fits that we perceive, but uh, we'll talk about that. But first... Built Bar. I love the brownies, but you know what? I love even more brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is even better than ever, the Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. The puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. Have you tried the puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Puffs are chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bars. That's right. Delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar, brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. The brownie batter puffs Will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. So go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code L O C K E D 15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so in this next segment, we are going to talk about, is there a landing spot for this uh, net-minding duo of the Washington Capitals? Well, there is one in particular. Uh, It's been toyed out there, and it's been talked about in the hockey writers that perhaps Vanacek could be a good fit for the Devils. Ultimately, we'll come down to who's more expensive for the Capitals based on Evolving Hockey's contract projections. That'll be Vanacek, whose most likely deal projects at four years with a cap hit of $5.431 million. That's compared to Samsonov's two-year prediction that comes with a projected cap hit of $3.009 million. These projections are not gospel, but they offer a good baseline for what someone might get as a free agent. I wouldn't be surprised if Vanacek were cheaper, perhaps a bit under the $5 million annually. And uh, that was one of the things that I talked about in yesterday's podcast is that it just seems more appealing for VTech Vanacek uh, to sign with the Washington Capitals, you know, in my opinion, because he's not going to demand as much money uh, just because he's making somewhere around 750000 right now, where Ilya Samsonov is at the $2 million mark. So if you can get a goalie that's, you know, somewhat pound-for-pound similar as far as skill set, then I think that Vitek Vanacek is a good option for the Washington Capitals. Given that Samsonov's draft pedigree, it seems likely that the Capitals trade Vanacek and retain Samsonov, in this writer's opinion, while looking for external help. If that's the case, Vanacek is worth targeting for the Devils. He's been above-league average goaltender who's been rock-solid at 5-on-5 and would provide an upgrade in net. And, uh, you know, in this, that's this writer's opinion. Again, this is from the hockey writers, but I don't necessarily think that uh, I agree. I don't think that Vitek Vanacek is the one to move on from. If you can kind of look back on Ilya Samsonov's um, career, or even let's take a look at his uh, playing, how he played this year. You know, he would make the most athletic saves one minute, and then he would allow a soft goal the next. That is the definition of inconsistency, and uh, that inconsistency is why the Washington Capitals, you know, didn't end up finishing higher in the standings. I know that. They made it to the playoffs and they had 100 points. But with that being said, I think that they could have actually finished better if they had a better netminder. And that's what we've talked about in this podcast for the last while. But I think it bears repeating that, you know, it's a situation that needs to be rectified. The one thing to consider is the Devils would have three NHL goalies under contract between Vanacek, Blackwood, and Jonathan Bernier. Though Bernier is still recovering from hip surgery, it wouldn't be a surprise if he started the 2022 season 23 campaign on the long-term injury reserve, which would provide cap relief and uh so maybe that would you know. Like I say, there are going to be some changes that need to be made and they're going to be changes that I don't want to see uh, happen either. You know, ultimately, I don't care as long as they get that elite level netminder, the one that's going to get them over the top, the one that is going to get them to have a big push into the playoffs. You know, dare I say a Stanley Cup, uh, because, you know, like I say, we talk about that window that's closing and win now and all those. But if you're going to preach that, then you have to back that up by having elite level netminding but with a healthy blackwood bouncing back and giving them a similar goaltending to Vanacek, the devils would see improvement in between the pipes if the latter is the acquisition this off season that's what they've been seeking for a few years now and it should be lead to winning more consistently if vannechek is part of the puzzle to their goaltending woes and uh, you know i think that you know the devils obviously they didn't finish the season the way that they wanted to finish it either um so it remains to be seen. Now, what about Sam Sonoff? Uh, Sam Sonoff had a pretty decent rookie season in 1920 when he finished with a 0.913 save percentage in 26 games played. But since then his play has fallen off quite a bit. He finished with a 0.902 save percentage in 2020, 21. And, uh, 0.896 save percentage this season, making for a below league average goaltender. His underlying numbers don't portray that bounce back in the is in the cards either. Since the start of last season, Sam Sonoff has a 0.906 save percentage at 5-on-5, five five, ranked 64th among goalies with 1,000 minutes logged. That's only 0.001 worse than Blackwood, and the only... Goalies with worse high-danger save percentages than Samsonov over the past season are Blackwood and Jonas Jonas Johansson. So it's hard to argue he would be an upgrade from the Devils. What they already have. So. Again, it just seems like a lot of people and a lot of teams are kicking the tires on Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. And they're looking at the back of their hockey card and saying, hey, you know, don't tell me this player's worth this and that. I am looking at the stats and I see how they played. I understand that Ilya Samsonov was a top draft pick, and I understand that he won 10 games in a row. But what have you done for me lately? That's what it boils down to. And uh, when it comes to Ilya Samsonov, I know that he is the better athlete. That is the book on Ilya Samsonov. But he, con- he struggles with consistency, much like Vitek Vanacek. If there's one area that Samsonov has been a bit better than Vanacek, it's on the penalty kill. His save percentage shorthanded is identical to Vanacek's and his high-danger save of .803 rings 17th in the league for goalies with 100 minutes shorthanded over the last two seasons. Still, that's not enough to ignore how much he struggled at 5-on-5 five five since his rookie season when he had a .927 save percentage at that game state. So... Again, both of those net minders for the Washington capitals are mediocre at best um, like I said I don't want them to get rid of them and and trade them or whatever the case may be if they're not going to get an upgrade but I think that the Washington Capitals can do better you know if you take a look back over time when it was holpi and Grubau or Volkun and holpi or or Varlamov or whatever the case is for the last while the Washington Capitals up until recently have had rock solid net minding they have a pedigree of winning and that's what it's all about we need to get back in the winning graces and, you know, just be a competitive hockey team. If you've been watching the games, you know, you take a look at the Florida Panthers series against the Lightning in game one, you know, I'm driving home, I'm listening to it on the radio and, uh, the Panthers are up one to nothing. And then it was like an hour later, had to put the kids to bed. I'm, I check it out on my phone and guess what? Four to one game done. So, you know, it's crazy that, uh, you know, there's so much firepower out there and you take a look at that Tampa team. You know, So that's what the Washington Capitals have to do. You have Vasilevsky down there. So that is what the Washington Capitals need. They need their elite-level goaltender, and they don't have it. And it's a situation that they've known about for a long time. And uh, it's something that needs to be addressed um, if we hope to make it past the first round again. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the status of Nick Backstrom. Yes, he's has those hip issues, and he has even toyed with the idea or talked about, shall I say, of retirement, what are your thoughts about that? We'll talk about that, but first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so in this final segment, we are going to talk about Nick Backstrom. And you really can't say enough good things about Nick Backstrom, an elite-level center. You know, dare I say, I don't think that Alex Ovechkin would be nearly the hockey player that he is if it wasn't for Nick Backstrom. Serving up those saucer passes and him slapping them home, So, I mean, those two fit together like a hand in glove. You remember that commercial they did last summer? It's just that they've played together forever and they have really great chemistry. But now there's an issue with Nick Backstrom and it's an issue with his hip that necessarily doesn't have an easy remedy. Uh, He's talked about having physical therapy or a surgery. If he does have surgery from everything that I've heard, I'm no medical expert from what I've heard, is that it's not a quick recovery. And considering his age, uh, he's on the wrong side of 30, is that, you know, does he want to indeed return back to playing if he has to go through this long rehabilitation um it would be easy to say, you know, I'm just going to hang up the skates and retire. He's has a legendary career that will be revered as one of the greatest capitals of all time. I have no doubt about it, but so those are some tough questions that Nick backstrom has to answer is that you know does he want to hang it up? Does he want to go through that surgery and that extensive rehabilitation to come back and, and and for what, you know, for a few more years. And I think the biggest fear, what I would fear the most is getting all of that work done and then getting injured again. And, you know, and I know that that's what hockey players and, and professional athletes do in general, but me as a person, I would have a hard time getting past that, taking all the steps that you did to, to get better And then to to get injured again, I would just have a really hard time with that. So I think that Nick Baxter also uh, would have some hard times answering those questions. As of right now, they're hard questions to answer. The hip's not going to be 100%. That's something we all know, Nick Baxter said. Some days are good. Some days are less good. That's just life. Um, And that's the tough thing about that. Baxter missed the start of the 2021-22 season. You know, he rehabilitated. He returned 47 games down the stretch. Um, he he had uh, dishing six goals and 25 assists. So I mean he ended up coming back and having a good return but, you know, that's what I worry about is that extensive injury. And, you know, it was kind of a a lagging injury. We're starting to hear more and more information from him after the season here about the significance of his injury. And it's a bit worrisome if you're a Capitals fan, because Nick Backstrom's number 19, they don't grow on trees. And uh, I don't necessarily think the Washington Capitals have someone in-house that has that skill set yet. And, um, Thank God they have someone like uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who has really turned his season around, if you want me to be honest with you. Because if you remember last season, he struggled. Um, he struggled with, he had personal issues. He had issues with COVID. Um, and some of those were beyond his control. I know that he was a bit reckless and got went to a party with Ovechkin and Orlov, etc., And he ended up contracting COVID, but you know, that is ultimately it, that doesn't matter. He, he had COVID pretty bad and the symptoms were lingering for him for quite some time. So anyway, I'm glad that he was able to, to figure it out and, and turn his fortunes around because, you know, considering the severity of Nick Backstrom's injury, they need someone like Evgeny Kuznetsov. I was just happy I was back playing and trying to help the team, Backstrom said. So when it comes to next season, it seems as though nothing is necessarily off the table, whether there is surgery, decision regarding whether or not to continue his historic career. And, uh, you know, those are some tough questions. Like I say, there's no doubt about it. I think he's going to explore all options here. General Manager Brian McClellan said when asked if Backstrom's ailments was potentially career ending, he wants to be more physically comfortable when he plays. So he's going to explore it. And, uh, you know, I think to a certain extent, Alex Ovechkin factors into this quite a bit. Uh, If Alex had moved on or retired or whatever the case, I think that uh, Nick Baxter may have hung up the skates. But, you know, there is a bond and a friendship that goes back and forth between Alex Ovechkin and Nick Baxter for years. So I don't think you know, that he's just going to give up that easily. I think that he's going to do his level best to return and uh, it remains to be seen what ends up happening there. But we hope that Nick Backstrom comes back because like I say, he is not an easy guy to replace. So just looking at, at the statistics on him over the the years, uh, he always finishes top in the NHL for assists. And uh, you know, that's what I'm saying is I hope for a speedy recovery because Like I say, I know they have Kuznetsov in the pipeline, and they have some guys in AHL, but none of them, even Kuznetsov, don't rank uh, quite up there with Nick Backstrom. The best thing I want to do is play hockey, and that's my life, Backstrom noted. Obviously, I want to be back. I want to be back to normal, not worrying about this. We'll see what happens, what's going to happen. Nothing is finalized left yet. So and you know there's not proper context when I'm saying that either but if you listen to the soundbite he sounded um a bit agitated when he was um being asked by the reporters uh what his future is and kind of that is is, you know, the final uh, uh, part of the sentence there. He kind of said he sounded irritated. We'll see what's going to happen. Nothing's finalized yet. And I can't uh, accurately portray the way he said it. But if you look it up online, he sounded, you know, pretty upset about it. And, uh, you know, I guess he's a bit frustrated more than anything. Uh, Backstrom has three years left on a five-year extension. But you got to think that, you know, they'll make exceptions uh, if he can't play. But, you know, I it, here's the big thing about Backstrom is that if he misses an entire season, you know, that's getting to be, a, a, you know, he's going to be pretty old at that point. He hit the 1,000 point mark. Backstrom also has 264 goals and a franchise record 7, 742 helpers. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, we really hope that he does come back, but. I mean, geez, those hip injuries aren't good. If you've looked at some other NHL players that have suffered similar injuries, it's not good. He's a warrior. He's a tough guy, Ovechkin said. I'm pretty sure he's going to be better next year. Obviously, everyone knows what it means to the team, for the organization, for us. He's a leader, and I hope he's going to be okay. So, you know, that's Alex Ovechkin reaching out to his friend. You know, he wants uh, to play with uh, Nick Backstrom. I know that, you know, it's Ben Kuznetsov on that top line and they haven't played together quite as much as they have in years past, but it seems like at the end of the day, they always end up playing on a line together, at least at some point during the season. And uh, I think, you know, even more than that, it's just the friendship and the bond over the years. uh, They joined the team or drafted around similar times. So, you know what I say, that's what I'm saying, is that I just think that there's a special friendship that uh, was formed over the years. We'll see what's going to happen. Back from said, we have some decisions to make. Those decisions aren't finalized, so we'll take it day by day. And, uh, you know, those reporters really like to grill these guys, you know, just keep keep hammering them with all these these questions and stuff like that. And obviously Nick Backstrom doesn't have the answers. He's not a doctor. He doesn't know what's going to happen. But uh, let's everyone in Caps Nation, let's hope that Nick Backstrom, it's possible for him to have a speedy recovery because that is the last thing that we need on this team um, is going to try to find someone that is going to replace Nick Backstrom. That would be difficult. All right, in the last part of the show here, we are going to talk about Alex Semin. Um, you know, if you are a longtime Capitals fan, you remember the impact that he had uh, on this team. Semin played parts of 11 NHL seasons for the Washington Capitals, Carolina Hurricanes, and Montreal Canadiens, recording 239 goals and 278 assists in 650 games. And those are some pretty fond memories for me, uh, watching him play uh, with Backstrom and Ovechkin. When he was on top of his game, Alex Semen was considered to be one of the best goal scorers for the Washington Capitals when he was playing on top of his game. I know that uh, he faltered a little bit towards the end of his career, but when he was, like I say, when he was on top of his game, he was an amazing hockey player, another Russian, another uh, friend of uh, Alex uh, Ovechkin. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm just saying, kind of a bit of a tip of the hat to Alex Sammon, thanking him for his contributions to this Capitals team and just, you know, congratulating him on whatever the next phase in his, in his life, you know, these hockey players and athletes, they get to retire so young, uh, I suppose, you know, in, in your body takes such a big beating. Why not do that? If you're loaded with money, uh, and, uh, you're set, I mean, why play so long and, and risk injury or something like that? So, like I say, I am really happy for Alex Sammon and I hope not. Nothing but the best for him. All right. That has been this edition of Locked On Capitals. I want to thank you for joining me today. And, uh, you know, this is the offseason, so there's no games to talk about. So it's just going to be kind of game breakdowns. I plan on talking to a couple of the guys from the Hershey Bears. Uh, maybe have the guys from NBC Sports Washington back in here. We will have Capitals content for you year-round, five days a week, except for August, where there's a few weeks there where it's uh, three shows a week. But other than that, this is a year-round show. Yes, all the other Capitals podcasts that kind of pack up their tent and leave town, not Locked On Capitals, not Locked On Network. It's your team. It's every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL, from the first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals.